Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. Haven't heard from, from that ad in a while. Yeah. Who the hell's that? <laughs> what the fuck game is that? They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. I mean, very kind strangers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping! Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Making changes. It's just a whole new you. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Trin. Jen. Hi. Jen, did you see the new Star Wars trailer? I actually haven't watched it yet. I haven't either. Really? I'm I'm going to wait until I'm in the right headspace. <laughs> you know, I I'm I was surprised to hear that you hadn't seen it just because you are Ray. Thank you. You are. Uh I've heard some rumors about Ray in this trailer, have you? I saw like little clips of it online just cuz like so I you get very excited about Star Wars and I love that. I do. I do. I do. I do. I get excited about Star Wars the way that I get excited about, like, local sports, you know? Oh, it's like you're a Fairweather fan, which is not an insult. Totally. It's like, uh, on the day-to-day, I don't really care about the Cubs. (laughs) But when something's happening, I'm like, hey, yeah! That's that's pretty good! That's such a good way of putting it. You know? Like, it's like, I just generally, it's a happy thing to happen, and I'm glad. I have high hopes for you in this film. Thank you. What do you look worried though? Well, okay, so I haven't watched it yet, right. and I just glimpsed some people talking about it, and they said that Ray might be going dark to the dark side. So I don't know if that is accurate. Yeah, I have no idea the accuracy of this, and I love me an evil woman. Don't so, get me wrong, but not in this case. Would you want me to give you something that's not a spoiler? It's directly. Oh, I would love it. I will, please. Yes. So Ray is like, if people keep saying it's dark Ray, but yeah. it's more like emo Ray. Like, you know how in, was it Empire Strikes Back or was it Return of the Jedi? I think Return of the Jedi starts out with Luke wearing like all black and going to go save Han Solo. Oh, fuck yeah. So that's, that's the Ray. Oh. She's it's, powerful and angry and motivated. Right. Oh, well, I'm all on board for that. So, and I think that it was Return of the Jedi because this is the third of her movies. Right. So she's probably, so I don't, you. I have goosebumps. You play Dragon Age Origins, right? Yes. And you know how Alistair, one of the NPCs that you can kiss, NPC I think I legitimately fell in love with in a real way. You have to harden <laughs> him, which sounds sexual. It's not. It means that he's got to go through some shit before he can, like, you know, make tough decisions. Yes, yes. And I think Ray's there now. Oh, and I, and that's I, so it's awesome. not like Darth Ray. It's more just kind of like, I'm my own woman now. She's ready. I can wear my, two ponytails instead of three. Oh, shit. I can wear four. Does she wear two? I don't know. Oh, I was going to say, oh my God, I, I can't wait to. I love the Star Wars fashion. Poe looking like a snack and all the trailers so far. Poe is beautiful. Oh my God, he's a beautiful, beautiful man with great hair. So I know that we've dedicated a lot of time to Star Wars already, but I still want to ask you about this. Yes. So last time I checked in with you, you said that you were cool with any couple coming out of the Golden Trio. So Finn and Ray, Ray and Poe, Finn and Poe, any of those good with you, right? Yes. Also, I'm cool with them. Uh, I, you know, you really got me on board with your idea of Ray being ace. Yeah, I love. Oh, that's a such a beautiful, cool thing that I am like. Oh, that'd be awesome. I really. So, in my heart of hearts, I want uh, Ray to be ace, and then they're all in a romantic thruple. Oh God! You yes. know, so like, <laughs> so like Finn and Poe kind of like you know worship the ground that she walks on, sort of thing, and like they're all sweet to one another. But like Finn and Poe bang though. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I have 
I've read many a fanfic about the trio. <laughs> I got to tell you, I really have. You know, for a while, I kind of shipped like Poe and Ray because here's why. They're both hot. Yeah. Okay. They're yeah. both really attractive people yeah. and I want to see them kiss. Does that yes. mean I want Endgame for them? I don't know. Right. I got to explore that idea a little bit more, but I think they should kiss. Yeah. But I also think Poe and Finn should kiss. Oh my God. Yeah. And in my dreams, they have. To me, it's like Poe is very hot. And Finn is like, my sweet angel boy. Oh, he's the best. He's the best of them, I think. I agree. Yeah. I 100% agree. He's like the heart, you know? Like, he's the one that's like, um, he's he, I think he represents goodness and strength he's and redemption. He's the Hufflepuff. Yeah, totally. I love that. And like, Poe and Ray are like the Gryffindor Slytherins. Like, they have to they have to make the hard decisions. Yes. That are unpopular. And uh, they're going to do some dark shit along the way, probably. And Finn, I mean, he's made some. So, you know what it is? I agree with you. I think that Finn made his his hard decisions and just wants peace. Yeah, searching for peace. I think you're totally right. You know, and I think that that's like why we saw a little bit of like, you know, some people are like, oh, he's being a weenie, not wanting to fight or whatever. Well, it's like, you know, he was a stormtrooper. Like, let him have a vacation. He has, he has fought his a whole lot. life. Yeah. I know. I don't, I mean, I don't want to brag here, but I read the Finn book <laughs> and he fought <laughs> like you. hell. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the book's great, by the way. He's our good, sweet angel boy. Yeah, who's come out the other side and he wants peace and I hope he gets it. Do you want some real life updates as opposed to Star Wars updates? I do, and I have some for you. I've got all kinds of stuff. Jen, go. Okay, so this weekend I started volunteering at a new place because uh, I love volunteering at the Animal Rescue, but good news, bad news, I I can't remember if I remember this, they moved to a new location that is like better and bigger and and they have more resources now. However, I used to live three minutes from it and now I do not. I live a 20 minute drive away and it's just, it's not possible for me to spend money on a cab to go volunteer. It doesn't make sense. I probably will do it at least once because I miss, I miss being there. But But there's, um, you know, there's other organizations who need your help. Yeah. So I started volunteering at this place that sends books to women who are incarcerated. And had orientation. I think I mentioned that to you. Yesterday. Yeah, 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 I told you. And um, man, it was amazing. I really loved it. And just like every like volunteer orientation I've ever been to, whether or not I pursued that organization or not, the orientation wasn't like, we're here to change the world. Here's all this uplifting music and all these things you're doing. But it was like, here's a way you can quietly help people. Yeah. And it was so great. And so how the organization works is uh, women who are incarcerated, this includes trans women with a special emphasis on trans women who are in men's prisons. Yes. Yeah, who really need uh, all the support. So they fill out a form or they write a letter to the organization and we read it and the form has them circle what genres they like. Oh, cool. Yeah, like, or what reading material they want. And uh, I was really curious to see, like, what, what are, and it was really fun to learn, like, what genres are popular. Like, there's um really an ask for, like, GED textbooks, lots of books on parenting, especially parenting from prison. Really, like, really moving stuff. Like, people want dictionaries and grammar books and stuff like that. But people also really want romance novels. Yeah! That's what I was going to guess. Yeah, yeah. And thriller. And um, there's a ton of, like, I'm learning so much about just genres I didn't know existed. Didn't know this genre existed. Uh, Amish romance. Wait, why specifically Amish? I know. It's okay to laugh. I think it's because it's, like, wholesome. So it's not even that I find it funny. It's more just kind of like if somebody was like, I want a romance novel that's specifically about a redheaded Jewish person who is a dentist. (laughs) so specific. You know, I like know. it's like just that I one think, person. I know. It's actually about my friend Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Lipstick. <laughs> I want a romance novel about Dave. Yeah. That's what fanfic is, I think. You know? Yeah. Like, so Amish just feels very specific Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, delighted by that. So I walked into like, you know, before we got started, I was looking around the bookshelves because it's like they have like 10,000 books or something. Really cool. 
And I saw some books in the thriller section that I had read, um, like the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series was there. My impression was like, oh, I'd love to send that book to someone. I really enjoyed that. And then my next thought was, do I really want to send a book that's that violent to someone in prison? Yeah. So, I know. So, interestingly, um, and then we went through the orientation, and it was such a lesson in empathy that like knocked me on my feet because it's not just like grabbing a book off the shelf and just sending it away. It's like their whole motto is like their whole mantra is if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. So you, we send quality books only. Like even if they're stained or whatever, we won't send them. And the orientation is really focused on picking out the right book for what they asked for and the right reading material for the person that wants it. The lead orientation leader was like, you know, this is the time when you leave all your judgments at the door. Like you, if they want a romance novel, and, or they want an urban fantasy novel, or if they want a gory novel, trust that they know what they want. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, that's so true. And she was like, you know, I, I understand. She like basically read my mind. She was like, I know you may not want to send a book about true crime to someone in prison, but that's what they're interested in. Yeah. You know, just because they're behind bars doesn't mean they don't want to be entertainment or fun or comfort or distraction. You know what it is? It's also that like, there's such a huge difference between fictional crime where people are punished fairly and there isn't a ever-present police system, you know? Absolutely. Uh, like in crime novels, I think it's pretty rare for their, them to have the gritty realism of how many people are like wrongfully convicted, how many women are sent to pl- prison on like small drug possession charges. Right. When like their white counterparts will actually like, just like smoke weed while they're adulting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I know? mean, I was learning so much and this was just in the daily conversation. It wasn't like we're here to educate you. It was like this is just the reality. Like, like there's a big request to re- get cookbooks. And our orientation leader was like, Another example of holding your judgment at the door, you might be wondering why people that probably don't have access to kitchens want cookbooks. And she's like, well, I think it feeds into the fantasy of home life. Yeah. Of being one day able to cook. And it was just like, the whole, this was like four hour orientation. I left and I felt like flattened. Like wow. I felt hopeful and emotional and shaky and glad I went. And it was just, it was a lot, but it was, it was great. I don't this know. It was really great. It was really great. I'm really excited to learn more. Um, and, and a fun benefit of... It's not why I'm there, because I really wanted to find something that would help underserved women. But a fun bonus is uh, you're learning a lot about books. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, a lot about books I never would have picked up. So that's fun. You're one of the bigger book nerds that I know. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, it was humbling. I was like, oh, man, I don't know any of these novels, which is which is good. Tell me about your life. Um, So I got a couple new tattoos. You did. I did. And uh, let me tell you something. If you get a tattoo... Don't get a tattoo above <laughs> and below your elbow pit. You know the crease in your oh, elbow? Oh, I see. Yep. Yeah. I just bet my elbow. Oh, I bet that hurts. Trin. So every time I, so I have, so this is what happened. I, I have just, I have one arm that's got tattoos going up and now it has five on it. And the guy who did my tattoos has done all of my tattoos. So every time I go in. Our he, guy. Our guy, Troy. He will fill in like anything that's like missing or whatever. He'll like, you know, touch up my tattoos. Which means that my entire arm hurts. Oh, I bet. The whole thing. Your punching arm? Is that my your punch? punching arm. Your, you use that arm to punch. I use this arm to punch, to churn butter, to like do everything. <laughs> and the only way, so here's the, here's the thing about tattoos. So I, I think most, like a lot of people disagree with how to take care of tattoos, but the way that Troy taught me and the way that has worked for me is dial soap and a small amount of aquaphor and that's all you do. Mm-hmm. And you're not supposed to rebandage it because if you do, it could like trap bacteria and get infected. Mm-hmm. But like I, if I if I bend my elbow, my tattoos kiss. You know that's super cool. And and like the aquaphor makes my elbow pit greasy. Oh, and I'm I sorry. hate. So so let's get TMI with Trin. So this is what I've been doing. <laughs> 
So I've recently switched all of my underpants to full cotton, longer, quote unquote, boy short oh, boxers. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have those. Because like, okay, first of all, let's talk about ladies underpants before we get into this. Ladies underpants are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> We're like, ladies are supposed to be the gender that we force to remove all of their body hair, you know? And yet we give them the underwear that specifically grinds right into that bikini line. Oh, my God. Right? It's like there's really no winning. Yeah. Ladies or AFAB people, uh, we, we will all get cellulite. It is a secondary characteristic of our sex. And you get that chub rub. Okay. Oh, that's, that's what I call it, too. That's what you get. Chafing. The chafe. The chafe. Boy shorts solve all of these problems. They should just be girl shorts. And if men want to wear them, I suppose they can. Anyway, so what I do is I take one pair of my cotton boxers and I put my arm inside of it. And then I strap it to my arm with a rubber band, rubber bands around each of my tattoos and keeps it clean and dry. You are so crafty. But the problem is that uh, my underwear is strapped to my arm. <laughs> you know, and like. You Good know, thing you work from home. Like, what are you supposed to do about that? And it reminded me of, this is now officially off topic, but something I wanted to talk to you about, Jen. Lay it on me. So talking about underpants. Did you ever make the switch at one point in your life, even if you maybe switched back to like thongs and sexy underwear? Yeah, I tried. How old were you? Older than I should have been, like 23. So that's, so here's the thing. I think that's reasonable. Thank you. I switched to thongs because like Cisco's The Thong Song came out when I was like 16 <laughs> or 17, you know? And I guess uh, this is what we're supposed to wear. Yeah. Like we legit were like, oh, this is what normal under women wear, yeah. I guess. And my friends made fun of me so bad oh, in, the, in the locker room. Why? Because you had a thong or you didn't have a thong until because then? Because I didn't wear the I wore normal panties. And they're uh -huh. like, oh, those are granny panties. Uh. Fuck that. But here's the thing. It's an interesting tale about how the standards of patriarchal society are often uh, reinforced by our peers. Who so all, true. You know? Internalized misogyny. Long story short, I got new tattoos. I like to wear my underwear on my arm. The end. I started wearing thongs. I knew what they were about, son. Yeah. I, I was familiar. I'm, I don't, I knew what, what, I knew the purpose. I understood. I could, <laughs> I could see the benefit. But I didn't really grasp the benefit of how it's supposed to benefit the outfit if you're wearing like tight pants. Really? Yeah. So I remember maybe I was like 18 or 19 and I still didn't switch over. But like maybe you read in a magazine or overheard someone say like, yeah, you got to wear thongs so you don't get, you know, the panty lines. And I was like, oh, man, that's not something I've <laughs> ever thought about. Oh, I hate when I learn new things to worry about I know. regarding your appearance. It's like when you walk down an aisle at Walgreens and you're like, that product, I've never even thought about my cuticles. God damn it. Now I have something I can't unknow. Absolutely. I remember the day that Dove started making underarm deodorant because it was the first time I ever thought about the beauty of my underarm skin. <laughs> there was legit like a commercial. I bet you could Google and find it. There was a commercial. There was like Dove underarm stuff. And it was like a dude like touching this lady's armpit being like, ooh, so Oh, yeah. Smooth. That's so common. And I was just like, why? Why? Yeah. I remember um, this is more like something a little less cosmetic and a little more like health related, but like how like dry your feet get. It's uh, like, oh yeah, that's one. I, that's another thing. Like what could be next? What's the new frontier? Like, oh man, I remember this was also a high school thing when I found out you had to like tweeze your eyebrows. Oh, I hate. Uh, uh, can we just not like as a nation? My, my a, mom had me tweezing by the time I was like 12. Yeah. My mom took me to get my eyebrows waxed. 
<laughs> she was very. She was. She's definitely doing me a favor. She was not a creepy mom about it. She was. She was being a cool mom. But I. <laughs> they made the wax so hot that it actually left a little scar and it burned me. Wow. I know. So pretty traumatic. So like, it's so strange how. So I, I imagine that raising. A, a, a girl child is difficult in many ways. And one of them is deciding, like, what's worth me stepping in because I'm afraid that I society will be me. I know. And what's like, okay, like, just let her do what she wants. Yeah, you know? I totally agree. Like, when when my mom always, like, took me shopping for new clothes. And I always, like, that was kind of how we bonded still. It's kind of how we, we go to Kohl's, you know, Kohl's cash. <laughs> Make it rain, Kohl's cash. And in looking back, I'm sure it was kind of an effort to get me into wearing clothes that like fit yeah and it was not unkind you know she wasn't forcing me she wanted to see what she'd be like which of these do you like let's figure that out so it was it was good but I definitely look back and I'm like oof might have been doing me a couple favors right right Yeah. yeah it's it's interesting how the lines are so blurred between what is regular grooming and hygiene and like just looking like a member of society yes and what is like this is too much anyway our topic uh, today has nothing to do with any of this. Sort of. No, it doesn't. You're no, right. not even a little bit. No. I think you should read this one. It's oh, your you turn. Oh, you this one? It's your turn. Oh, Jen! So this is from a she-her in her mid-20s, it says. A few months ago, a beloved teacher from my high school passed away suddenly. She was interesting and cool and creative, and she was everything I wanted to grow up to be. She was in her mid-40s, and it hit me extremely hard. I realized that if I did indeed want to be like her, I am on the wrong path. Her death made me think very hard about the person that I want to be going forward, and so I decided to make a lot of changes. I completely refreshed my life. I got a new hairdo, a new job, and I left my partner of six years. I write more, I go outdoors more, I go out more. I eat that extra slice of cake, and I drink that extra glass of wine. I'm so much happier. But my friends still know me as the old me. They're a close-knit bunch of my college friends that live near my hometown. They're acclimating slowly and just they're not as active as I want to be. I used to love hanging home with Netflix and them, but now I'm looking for an adventure. How do I let go of my old group of college friends and find myself a squad that isn't so stuck in a rut? Aw. She's living that, that brand new uh, born-again extrovert life. There's a there's like a Hollywood montage here yeah. of you getting your hair cut and making new changes and going out. And we're very proud of you. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I definitely think it's very healthy for adults to take a, a quick look at everything that they're doing in their life and say, okay, is this all serving me? Oh, so true. Is this all adding up to be the life that I want? Because, I mean, when you want to, like, you know, live a life, when you have a goal or a vision of how you want to be, I think that, like, it's good to just kind of, like, see where you are, see if you're taking track. And it sounds like you loved this teacher. It was a loss to you. And basically the role model for what you thought made a good adult life died. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah, that hurts. I hate that it was the loss that spurred this on. But what a legacy this teacher left for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, you did something that I think more adults should do, which is you asked yourself what you wanted and you took stock of what you have and you were like, nah, not like this. We want to make sure before... Here, let me, let me go back to the actual question. It was, how do I let go of my old group of college friends? Let go of my old group of college friends. Right. Yeah. So do you want to dump them? Do you want to drift? Do you want to break? You got you to gotta search through this. So we really want you to think about that because 
We don't usually advocate for dropping all your friends yeah, at once. Not all of them at the yeah, same time. Yeah, that usually means um, something huge and dark and bad is going on. And we speak from experience there. Yeah, yeah. It just sounds like you have a group of friends who's super, super comfortable together. And now you have a new MO for when you go out. I hesitate to advise you to burn the fields from whence you came and salt the earth. Yeah, because, you know, we, Trent, Trent and I advise that when people are mistreating you. Yeah, it doesn't sound at all like they're mistreating Yeah, it you. sounds like you are not as compatible as you once were. And Jen, you made such an excellent point earlier about how you may not be living this life uh, in the cooler months. Oh, yeah. When we were reading this question, uh, we were like, oh, this person's really on a roll. I'm also on a roll. But, you know, it's August in Chicago and everywhere. But it's especially important in Chicago because clocks are ticking on that sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. The sun sun is setting, literally and figuratively, and uh, on the time that I want to spend doing anything. So you are on a roll right now. You're doing all these activities, and you're so good about seeing people and drinking all that wine and going out. But what happens when it's December and you're depressed? <laughs> yeah, you're depressed, and it takes you have to like shovel out your car to go somewhere. Um, I don't. I, I know that this asker is probably within the continental United States because most of our listeners are. So I can assume that there will be some change in the weather. Motivation for you is high right now. What What are you going to act like when motivation to do stuff is not as high? Right. Like this still feels new and shiny and fun. But in a few more months, it's just going to feel like this is me. This is my hair. This is my life. This is the wine I like to drink. But if it's like January 12th and there's no holidays coming up and there's nothing interesting on your calendar and it's cold outside, I think you're going to want to dive straight into a pile of beanbag chairs and your warm, fluffy friends. Yeah, yeah. They, you said you were your college friends. And college friends are often like a specific category in your life, you know. And it's okay to categorize them as that and be like, I want to see my college friends tonight or I do not want to see my college friends tonight. We will tell you how to move on from your friend group. We will tell you what to do and you will like it. <laughs> we will tell you how to do it, but we don't necessarily advise that you do. It seems like you're excited, you're enthusiastic right now, but wait a few more months. Wait until spring because then you'll have lived in this new life for a winter. I just feel like you are going to miss having people that knew you before now. And we don't want you to be in a situation where you miss them, right? Where you miss them back. So to you, this division between old you and new you is very clear. To yes. you, it's like there's a, there's a line in the sand, and that was me before, and this is me now, and I'm different, and I'm better, and I'm improved. And that's great. Uh, but to your friends, that line is not as clear. You are still yourself. I mean, that could be good and bad. Like, you want them to see you as you see yourself, but that will never happen, like, in full. No one will ever know you, will ever, like, have your point of view or know you as you hope to be, because that's just how life works and how life sucks. But in, a, in the, the more positive light, it's like your friends have known you before, you know? And there's, there's no erasing that. Yeah. I think that you are less so much a completely different person than you think. The wrapping has changed and how you spend your time has changed. But I can only imagine that you have a lot of the same values if maybe you are more active about those values now. I would actually suggest take a break from your friend group, which you probably kind of are already, because if you want to go out and they don't and you are going out, I can only imagine you're not dragging them with you. Yeah. You can tell your friends like, hey, I've been having a lot of fun going out and like let's just living it up lately. And I totally get that that is not what you are usually up for. But if you want to join me, this is what we're doing. I'll see you in February when I've got no plans and I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So instead of like dumping all your old friends, can you find new ones? Or hit pause. You could, you know what it is? 
It's not find new friends. It's find additional friends. Additional, yeah. Not replacements. Right. Additional supplements. Exactly. So it's not like we're saying get a new box of crayons. We're saying maybe try washable markers. Maybe throw some colored pencils in the box. Colored pencils are a completely different medium, and they have a completely different texture, and you can go so many places with them. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I, and I, <laughs> wouldn't it be kind of funny if this person's kind of like, like an introvert, extrovert, like selkie, you know? Mm. Like, like she's she's a like a lady when she hangs out with her introvert friends, and then she puts that seal coat on. Do you have ever heard of a selkie? No, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not going to explain it further. Okay. <laughs> not for the benefit of me, not for the benefit no, of anyone. You don't, just, have, you don't ever have to explain yourself. I've decided I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it the way it is. Okay. So let's say that this asker has already thought about all this, mm-hmm. and she's like, you know what? They not only do they not want to go out with me, they make fun of me that I want to go out. They uh, put me down when I want to do something fun. They never watch what I want to watch on Netflix. I don't want to watch the terror. It's very scary. Like it could be that these are things that you're just not voicing. So if you do decide it is time to move on, the first step will be putting space in between you and the friends. Yeah, physical space. Yes. You will not see them as much. You will not talk to them as much. And this will have to be up to you. Yeah, uh, it sucks, but it the first step will always be a soft no. And what I like about this for you is that this would apply both ways. Even if you plan to like go back and relax with them in the winter, I'm just having a good time for the spring, for the summertime, whatever. You would still want to say the same exact thing, which is, guys, I've just been on a different groove lately. Don't really feel like staying home. And then you can say one way or the other, keep me in the loop for your plans. Or you can say, I'll let you know when I want to do what you guys want to do. Yeah, that's a very polite and courteous way to do it. And it keeps the door open. You're not saying, I don't want to hang out. You're saying, I need a little hiatus from this kind of thing. Yeah. I want to do this instead. And that usually works out because either you will find your way back together again, Or your friends will start getting into a groove on their own. And in the time that you've given them the soft no, they now have a new routine that doesn't involve you anymore. Yeah. And then it makes the parting a lot less painful. Yeah. It's kind of a a more natural drift. Yes. We always suggest the soft no, gently giving some space first, because either way you've accomplished what you want, which is some space for now. Yeah. And you might need some space and distance to remember what you love about them. Yeah. yeah, you might be like, oh, man, this really made me think of them. Or I could stand to watch a movie with the, that group of people like it might some of the stuff might come back to you. And it may be that your college friends hang home and watch Netflix together four times a week and you just join them once a month and you love that one time of month, you know, yeah. and then the rest of your your days, you're high flying. Yeah, I just I just don't want this asker to burn the fields from when she came. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want you to look back on this with, with any regrets. Yeah. You yeah. know, and we, let's let's think ahead here and make sure you know exactly what you want, because you've, you've been doing a lot of asking what you want lately. And that's good. So I guess we would, we would challenge you just a little bit to look at your friend group and be like, what is it that is not working for me here? And be specific. Don't say it out loud yet. <laughs> this isn't working for me. I don't like you guys. These people don't work for me any longer. Is it the sense of humor? Is it in the group? Is it the fact that they stay home a lot? Is it the fact that you really want to get dolled up and dressed up in their sweatpants type? Is it like a shallow, superficial, but still valid reason? Totally like like valid. literally look at what is not working and try and figure it out. And then take some steps from there to, to hit pause on this, on all your hangouts with them. But, but we're not advocating for you to like ax this. Yes. 
I agree. We're also not trying to downplay how much you have shifted and changed your life. We just also don't feel like you've fundamentally changed as a human being. You changed a lot of the way that you look and the things that you do, but we would hope that you still have the same core values. Yeah, I mean, friendships in adulthood mean that there will be growth and change. Remember we, we had a question like, like maybe a year ago, Trin, that was like, I'm a parent now and I don't feel like I understand any of my friends. I do remember that. Yeah, this is reminding me of that. Like you will undergo travel and you'll move and you'll meet new people and you'll go through breakups and divorces and marriages and have kids and all, you know, all these like all these kind of things. And then like your friendships will evolve or they won't. These people will come with you or they won't. And I like what you said a little earlier about how sometimes superficial changes are really important. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Even if it is just you've watched a ton of Queer Eye and now you've decided that you want to have wall sconces and dinner parties and put on perfume every night, you you should be able to do that. Yeah. If that is how you express yourself and your gender and identity, go for it. Here's a middle ground that you probably already thought of and just didn't want to do, but I'm going to suggest just in case. What if you have a fancy uh, dinner party at your house with all your friends? You all got to dress up. But then you watch Netflix. Oh, compromise. Compromise. That's a beautiful thing. Anyway, uh, uh, check in uh, in a bit. I want to know how this goes. Yeah, keep us posted. Email us in like one or two months when this idea sat with you and, and see, how it, see how it feels. When and you're let cold us know, and depressed. Let us know how, how right we were or how, I, no, just how right we just were. Yeah, right okay, we yeah. yeah. Jen, is there anything else that we want to talk about before we end the episode? Because uh, I'm also, I'm going to PAX West. I won't see you. You are. I'm yeah. going to miss you. Hey, I'm going to miss you. Talk I'm gonna... about the panels you're going to do and stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm doing some panels. Um, You know, I just genuinely don't feel like digging up all the information. But if you check Trin's Twitter later, yeah. where the information will be. Yeah. If you want to follow me on Twitter at Trin and Tonic, it's like a gin and tonic, but with me inside of it. Only one N in Trin. Did you notice how people spell your name with one N and mine with two? I know. All the time? I I don't know if people are being cheeky or ignorant. I don't know. I think they might be either cheeky or they just don't know for sure how to spell our names. Because, like, so newer listeners, only real, true Jen and Trin fans will know this. (laughs) Uh, we used to say, like, uh, if you want to find Jen Dangerous on Twitter, you can at Jen Dangerous. And there's two N's. And the second N stands for... No way. (laughs) (laughs) But Uh, we ran out of... So words. Now we're going to have to like bring that back. I know. So that people know. Is that why I haven't gotten new Twitter followers lately? <laughs> no. <you> know. <laughs> so I guess uh, let's end this with uh, this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you want to follow Jen on Twitter, you can at Jen Dangerous. Two N's in Jen. And the second N stands for. Oh. Hold on. We don't even know any words anymore. I know. New. No. Found <laughs> Newfound Glory. Newfound Glory is a band. Oh, I actually, this is a true story. I have been listening to Newfound Glory, the self titled album, for the past like three days. Really? Straight. And I, so I almost said I don't know why. I do know why. It's because the album is a lot of fun and it's deeply misogynist. <laughs> um, but uh, Jen, holy shit, true story. I'm, uh, I decided that when we finish our manuscript, my gift to myself is I'm going to get an electric guitar. Oh my fucking God, that's so such a good idea. I talked to Alex and Maddie and uh, we're going to start an emo band and we're going to cover all like emo songs that are super misogynist, but we're going to change the, the everything pronouns? to be gay. 
please yeah. let me be your roadie. Jen, Jen, listen, uh, I don't know how to play guitar. I don't know if I told you this. I'm buying the guitar in November and starting the band. So if you just want to pick up an instrument, you'll be at my level. Oh, my God. Start, start voice lessons. Yeah. Be our backup singer and dancer. <laughs> I, don't, I, got, I don't need dance lessons. I got that unlocked. That's true. You got <laughs> the moves. <laughs> Uh, if you want to follow Trin on Twitter, you can at Trin and Tonic, only one N. Well, this has been friendshipping. That's perfect. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Wait, no, we have to thank people. Oh, yes. Thank you to <laughs> thank you to Mark Lewis for singing. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Alex Cox, our podfather, uh, for making the studio work. Thank you to Monica Verma for being our agent. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for do. Did I say Lauren Gallagher already? I don't know. I don't, I don't care. Thank you for listening you're welcome for talking wait we didn't mention if you have a question email us at do f- at what is it do friendshipping podcast at gmail.com yeah okay we're done okay bye do friendship at the bar.